Are we already recording? Hey, on this episode of K12 Tech Talk, we welcome a new sponsor. We also talk about how E-rate, how easy E-rate is to file. We talk about policy and procedure as to who makes the decision on what websites to block or unblock. And we have a contest for the quote to go on our new t-shirt. Have a listen. All things technical in K-12. This is K-12 Tech Talk Podcast with Josh, Chris, and Corey. Hi, and welcome to episode 20 of K-12 Tech Talk. Uh, first, let's talk about our... All right, on this, let's go ahead and uh, hit our sponsor, somethingcool.com real quick. Chris, do you want to talk about something cool? Somethingcool.com is based out of Potosi, Missouri, but they service all over the place in Missouri, and I know they would love to do beyond that as well. Uh, you can give Jeremy Porter uh, sales at somethingcool.com an email or give him a call uh, to talk about your uh, technology needs. We'll do our next sponsor here in about 15 minutes. Um, so Chris, the agenda, you, the first topic on the agenda, it sounded like a, uh, dating game or a dating show that we're going to all talk about how we met. Do, 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 do. Grilling steaks with Andy, but Andy wasn't, <laughs> I mean, he's not here. Uh, and Josh, we invited you, but you didn't come because I, I don't know. To... You don't, you don't take roads less than highways. I don't know. No, no, I'm antisocial and I had to go to the board meeting and present on my E-rate stuff. So Corey and I went to Andy's house. Andy is a good friend and a listener of the podcast. He submitted uh, a question. Was that last episode? Yeah. Yeah. And then many episodes ago, he was on the show. Uh, So we went over to Andy's house, grilled some steaks. I had no idea, but Corey is actually excellent at grilling steaks. That's right. I, I don't believe it. So we broke bread together, but then we started talking about how there was no bread each well that's like a, that's like a saying you break bread we broke steak it's a religious <laughs> thing Corey. don't worry about it ah uh, uh i didn't know <laughs> you guys wouldn't know either in the darkness <laughs> uh so we ate steaks together uh and then we started talking about how we met and i had no idea that Corey knew you josh before i did and before you worked at the school district you work at yeah, this sounds like an episode of The Bachelor, but I'll go with it. Um, yeah, I met I'm and I thought I met you at the same time, Chris. I met Corey and Andy and at the time one of Corey's coworkers at Mornet in 2012, I guess. Um, yeah, at a, we were at a conference together. You we were there. Yeah. We were trying to figure that out the three of us um that night in Andy's house how cuz I knew you before you work at your current yeah. district yeah i was and andy at, did too but we couldn't figure it out exactly when we met yeah i was at a university then yeah so maybe so, i knew you then as well i thought so when did you think we first met i thought we met like you came with like uh jay to no i knew you before a tech that. talk now my school district no i guess i made a huge impression on you thanks chris <laughs> i remember you josh and i always will thanks Corey. I, Corey and I drank together. We we all went to a bar during that trip, and Andy bought us drinks. Yeah, right. I met Corey well in Kansas City, and yeah, we, met, think, we we broke bread together. And um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what year that was. Uh, that probably well, I don't know. Mornet stopped going to Kansas City like 
2011. So it had to have been before. There was a company that I did not use at all uh, that they were taking out their clients to a restaurant and Corey was going solo because no, no one in his tech department wanted to go with him. Right. One so of joined the, uh, one of the, and he's still actually a really good friend of mine. Uh, Andy is his boss. I won't say his name anyways. I was like, Hey, we're going out tonight. Um, it wasn't even that late. Now was it later than normal? Probably it was like maybe it, eight or nine. Was it that short, really skinny guy with no facial hair? The, yeah. The bizarro of him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's like, Hey, don't you know we're leaving tomorrow? I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm going to go up to the room and probably get to bed early. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> that sounds just like him. That's a true story. And I was there to party. Right. 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 <laughs> but then, and this leads us to our new sponsor. We started putting together that, what's the sponsor's name? The new one? The yeah. new one? Provision Data. <laughs> they are oh, also man. all intertwined. With how we know each other. Kind of. Not really for me. Yeah, they like did your stuff or something. No. Way back when? Not before I met you guys, no. Oh. I was going to say, I knew Josh before. Yeah. I guess we were wrong. <laughs> All right. Man, All right, talk up our sponsor. Great episode. Yeah, so Provision is our it's new Saturday. sponsor. The viewers should know it's Saturday. I haven't even showered yet. The most <laughs> I've done today is play Call of Duty. So you're, you're really squinty too. I don't. Something's wrong. With I haven't your showered eyes. yet. Yeah, you uh, are right. You got like eye boogies. I don't know. Is that what's going on? And so let we it. Were, it's we one o'clock in the afternoon on I was, Saturday. I was gonna say, I need to get my day started. <laughs> we were supposed to pod with Andy over steak, Corey and I. That was kind of the point of going over there. Besides breaking bread and having friendship. And we got over there and we just ate steak. I never, it never crossed my mind to podcast. I like totally forgot about it. All I right, brought my, I brought my stuff and everything. I mean, we, I, I would have had my laptop, but never before crossed we, my mind. before we lose any more listeners, let's, why don't we get into some actual tech talk? Um, so yeah, provision is our new sponsor. Welcome provision. And, uh, we'll, I guess provision we'll call, data solutions. We'll call him by his real name, Ryan Rothkoff. Ryan, not Brian, Roth, not Brian Brothkoff. <laughs> Ryan Brothkoff is gone, <laughs> but it's, yeah, he, he no longer exists. It's now Ryan Rothkoff. Um, his team was actually down at my place late last week. Um, not as in yesterday, but the week before, and they are the ones who installed my two new virtual hosts for my virtual uh, apply or for my virtual center hmm. did a fantastic job um had it done in as quicker than i expected it to be done and i have two new servers and my my virtual servers are just humming right along another great experience um they also responded to the majority of my actually every one that they could my e-rate 470s that were out and uh, gave nice. me very attractive pricing on all of those projects um, they are a very big reseller of Aruba HP product. Um, so they quoted Aruba wireless and HP Aruba physical networking switches for me. Um, I've done business with them well, for probably six years on different projects. You guys have done business with them for quite a bit longer, haven't you? I've done long time. Um, so tie I've, done, I've done, I've <laughs> Corey, Corey talk, Corey work long time. That was right. I, maybe not. Anyways, to tie back into Andy real quick. So Andy was my boss at, at my old district. He's still there. Provision was that district was already a client of of Provision. I think since 2011. Corey. <laughs> um, 
Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring this one episode, Ryan. I'm sure this will be it. <laughs> All right, Chris. That's enough, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I got this new thing. We can do sound bites now. So now that we know Corey, Corey worked long time with PDS. Uh, <laughs> then he farted. All the way through his well, talk. he said he just got out of bed. I'm sure his systems are just now waking up. Right. Um, Chris, how long have you worked with PDS? Uh, for seven years. Wow. Uh, and 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 they've been uh, great to my school district. Uh, guys that you can. Uh, talk to about the small stuff small tech problems you just need another set set of eyes uh, within the big stuff as well they're of course great at that yeah and they do predominantly the all of Corey's work right yeah yeah he, they run that district yeah um so some news actually that so thanks pds or provision uh for coming on board um i hope we have not lost you due to Corey's flatulence um so some news that kind of broke early this morning i i found an article on ZDNet about this, SonicWall has admitted that they have been hacked, and it wasn't a SolarWinds um, type attack. It was a vulnerability, a zero day that was exposed in their own product. So it from the article I read, it said that it was isolated to their net extender VPN um, and some sort of some sort of zero day in that. So it said that they were releasing a knowledge base article on how to mitigate the issue. Corey, you had texted one of the reasons why you couldn't join till one today was because you were uh, you were taking some steps, I assume, to mitigate this because you have a sonic wall firewall. Yeah, so nothing new. I've I've said I've had a sonic wall uh, in previous episodes. Um and then I, I, I actually got an email from SonicWall, um, and we, uh, we, had, we had taken some security steps beforehand. Um, like we, you can't, we, all external management or access uh, was off already, but we did, and I, I do use VPN, so I followed their knowledge base article, which, which is for right now, basically turn VPN off. Or like allow set up a, a IP ranges that you know you need to access it. Wow. I'm the only one that uses it, so I have other methods where I could access the the network from home if I need to. RDP uh, VPN VPN is the easiest. No, not RDP. Uh, VPN is the easiest, but since I have other methods, I did just shut it off because I'm you know I assume SonicWall is going to release a firmware update shortly, but until then, you know. Um, but I, you know, I read the article and I mean, it was concerning. Yeah. Um, it, it was net extender and something else, wasn't it? Net extender and, and a something called SMA. I'll be honest with you. I don't want know what that means. They said they're sonic wall SMA I don't product. Know what that is either. I don't, I, I don't know. I got the vibe that it might be another type VPN type product though. Um, so yeah, if you're listening and you're running a SonicWall uh, firewall, it did say that there was one model number that it did not affect. Was it the NSA like 1000? No, it wasn't even NSA. It's SMA 1000. Oh, okay. Again, I don't know what that is. Okay. So yeah, uh, I guess if you're a SonicWall customer, look for an email from SonicWall. If not, go check out their website and look at their knowledge base article. From what Corey's saying, uh, you need to disable your firewall or to, to disable your firewall. Just let everything in. Uh, disable your VPN or net extender pretty quickly. Um, so that's that's pretty crazy. The SonicWall's been a big player in that firewall security game for quite a while. Chris, weren't you you used to run a SonicWall, didn't you? Yeah, and loved it. Yeah, yeah, we we I loved it until that latest uh, user interface change, and they they screwed that product up horribly. 
Um, uh, you can still use the old GUI for now. Oh, Just, you can? Yeah, you can. Now you get the new one by default, but there's a way to revert back to the old one. Cause I, I mean, it was terrible and I, I do agree. It was not good. Yeah. Well, and they couldn't mitigate our, our DDoS attack that we had. And so we, we went with FortiGuard or, and haven't looked back. Uh, FortiGuard? Well, Fortin, uh, Fortinet. Yeah. Fortinet FortiGuard. Yeah. Fort, FortiGuard. FortiGate? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, FortiGate. <laughs> Yeah, Fortinet's Fortiguard is something though. What they have a product called Fortiguard, don't they? I'm gonna look it up. Chris, what else we have to talk about? For some, <laughs> Fortiguard. Uh, Fortiguard is their antivirus. With our new sponsor, did they did this this inflow of money? Is that how we afforded these awesome sounds? Yes, <laughs> for sure. No, for I sure. hope they ask for their money back. All right, what's our next topic, Chris? Here's a question. There you go. Do you have a policy and or procedure to determine what websites are blocked, unblocked? Example, cool math games. Some teachers love it. They use it as free time in their classes. They tell the kids to go to it. Some teachers hate it and they request for it to be blocked. So who decides that? How do you go about deciding that? Well, let's be, let's be clear. Um, cool math games is trash and that should be blocked. Um, so we take the stance, the firewall is what it is. The policy is what it is. If there's a site that is blocked that a teacher wants to open up for their class, they have to go to admin approval. So building administrator approval first, then the building administrator runs it by me. And then I run it by, I I don't really care one way or another. I run it by my boss, which is an assistant superintendent. And she really ultimately has the ultimate yes, no. At the same time, we are running it through a service called Education Framework to see how compliant they are with FERPA and COPA if if they require students to log in and they collect student identifying information. So if they fail Education Framework with a score for FERPA and, or COPA that fails, <clears throat> meaning they sell the information, it's a hard no. Um, we're, we're not allowing that. Um, but if, if the kids don't log in or they don't have to hand over any information, um, realistically, I don't care one way or another. It's up to the building admin and the assistant. Corey? Um, you know, I don't think we have a policy of like the website has to meet these certain criteria for me to allow it. Um, I will say, I think, um, our policy, especially for staff is, is fairly liberal, especially when I hear, like some websites that are blocked at other districts. Um, I, I guess I would call myself the decider, honestly. Um, we don't let kids submit websites for review at all. Um, that's strictly staff-based. And then if they send me a website and I think there's educational value and you know if I can figure out why it was blocked and why maybe it should be unblocked. Now, if, if I have a question about it, um, like Pinterest, um, Pinterest was blocked for a long time. I took that to the admin team, like, hey, you guys need to decide if something like this should be blocked or unblocked. Um, I will say we blocked Facebook. I um, mean, that would be, I will never, I don't think I would ever be like, okay, I'm going to allow staff to access Facebook. That would be an administrative decision. Um, and then if students need websites unblocked, they're supposed to tell the teacher. The teacher should already know it's blocked anyways. And then if the teacher thinks it should be unblocked, they let me know. I mean, and I'll be honest with you. Most of the time, um, they request a website to be unblocked. If it has value, you know, I will look into it. Um, and then, you know, sometimes they 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 request 
websites that, you know, bad addresses or they're parked or stuff like that. We have a quick conversation on, hey, like, no, we're not going to allow this kind of stuff. But we don't have like a specific policy, I guess, is what I'm trying to say on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this website has to meet this certain criteria for me to unblock it. So it's a wild web. Chris, what do you do? I think our policy only, you know, and that's the just the, the usage agreement. I know it says some kind of line in there about like educational resources. But then, of course, there's all kinds of stuff that we're allowing that I wouldn't deem an educational resource. Cool, math. Most, we block that, actually. Do you? Yeah. Corey, Most, do you? No. So there was a there was a day um, because Corey's, Corey uses Lightspeed. I use Lightspeed. And another school district right by us uses Lightspeed. Uh, and Cool Math Games was always that website that would come up and like, what do you do with it? Uh, well, Lightspeed decided one day to block it. Uh, and then the three of us kind of got into a, a huddle and we're like, let's try to keep it blocked. And then I think that other school district still has it blocked. Corey crumbled in like five minutes. I did. You, you blocked it I, and then you had like a revolt instantly. Oh, an instant like block. Well, yeah. So Chris is totally right. So Lightspeed made a database change overnight. Somehow Cool Math Games, they decided to block. Um, and like, it was like, you know, first thing in the morning, bam, like it ain't working. Uh, yeah. And I crumbled. Well, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It ha- most of it's broken. I probably should block it now because most of it's broken because right. Flash is dead. You know, th- and that brings up an interesting point that I don't think a lot of people realize. Well, a lot of end users realize is we don't. We don't sit in a room and actively pick what sites to block or allow. You know, those changes happen automatically when our firewalls receive database updates or firmware, or not firmware updates, but definition updates automatically. Like my FortiGuard or FortiGate, that thing is like once an hour receiving updates. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, a classification could change at the drop of a hat. And I don't think a lot of end users understand that I've had, I've had to have that discussion with, with people that have gotten kind of snippy about you just sit in there and watch what everybody's using and you block it. No, I, I've got plenty of other better things to do, but you did, uh, you sent out an email Thursday, I think about a website you found. Well, basically a proxy that came from a teacher, a a classroom teacher emailed me and said, Hey, I've got a lot of kids that I'm noticing um, when I'm monitoring their screens and they're watching Netflix and doing uh, other stuff on sites that I know are blocked and come to find out they're they're hitting a site called incog. What is it? Dev, I think. Incog.dev. So I think it, that it, sounds right. It's it's a proxy site. And it's the title of the site is incognito. And I'm I'm currently using Securely. Securely was not classifying it. It, it was a non-rated site. Corey, I emailed uh, or I put in the chat room that we're in all day. And uh, you said Lightspeed wasn't classifying it, right? They classified it as computers, which yep. is a general, generally allowed category. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, so I, you know, I I moved it to the block list. Yeah. Chris, did incog.dev. I just looked it up. Yeah, incog. So in, short for incognito. Dot dev and man when i made that change i had an email from a teacher yesterday he said you should hear the whining going on in my classroom right now because of this it's pretty funny i blocked it that day as well because of you josh thank Did you. you yeah no problem i think Corey either lost his connection or he's fell falling asleep uh-oh yeah so i will block or unblock i don't i mean we going back to that we don't really have a policy 
uh, and the procedure is more like it gets submitted to me and I try to review it as best I can. I don't do educational framework or anything like that. Uh, and then usually I powwow with the curriculum director uh, for us to decide on, you know, if it is something that we're wanting to open up uh, for sure. Yeah. See, uh, we, we, I used to be the kind of gatekeeper on that night and, and it, it became a problem. Um, so I, I pushed it off on building admin and, and the assistant superintendent and said, I want someone else to make this decision. I'll be happy to flip the switch. However you tell me to flip it up or down, but this, this shouldn't be my call. And it's, it's worked well since we made that change. The only other thing I can think of that was kind of fun to do. So we have uh, we call them TSI's tech support interns. Uh, they're middle school and high school kids. They get assigned to a period. Uh, they have middle school kids go to the library. They help out with Chromebook, Google problems. High school kids have their own room that they work out of. So I, I usually do a monthly contest with them or some kind of uh, focal thing each month. Uh, so typically I'll do one where they submit to me uh, a website that they think should be unblocked and they tell me why. Uh, and I've had some fun with that because uh, I think the biggest one we ended up allowing i think it's spotify we let go at the high school where we unblocked it really uh, because we had uh the tsis kind of got together and they showed some good stuff you know where listening to music can be beneficial for your schoolwork. interesting and they presented a, a good whatever you want to say data analysis in this report uh to myself and the high school principal interesting so we thought we'd give that a little bit so you know so that's the good stuff that you can get about a kid you know, having some influence on what websites are blocked and unblocked. Yeah. Since you have control, keep an eye out for Corey coming back in. Okay. Um, I had a thing one time uh, talking about, you know, like the end user thinks that we just sit and like we watch yeah. websites. Uh, this, this middle school girl, uh, it was like three paragraphs that she wrote to the principal. Uh, basically, it was a, a, she was complaining about me. Uh, it was like you, like this YouTube channel that she couldn't get to. And it was all kinds of Christian music. Uh, and she thought that I was purposefully blocking wow. uh, all access to that, that YouTube channel, which I found funny, you know, cause yeah. we try to stay neutral on all those things. But like, if it was just Chris Warden deciding I would be all about that channel, but right. it was just like a misunderstanding thing, you know, and that channel was completely fine, but I found that super funny. So let's, let's throw some, some sites out there. Cool math games, Chris, you block it. We block yep. it. Corey allows it. That's right. Um, Disney I, Plus. We block. we block for students. We do a page in Lightspeed that lets a staff override, and then we don't offer support. I think that's illegal. Yeah, I thought so too. Well, we, or at least ter against terms of service. I turn my eye to it. Ha have you gotten a, a letter? Have they blocked you yet? We we will have days where it quits working, and then a couple of days later it'll start working again. Yeah, I, there's another district down by you guys that has had that same problem. I think with either Disney or Netflix, right? That they've done the same thing where they put a temporary block on their IP because they we've see had so much Disney a couple times. And again, going back to end user, uh, we always get work order tickets that they think I've intentionally blocked it. Sure. And I just you know I'm just I don't intentionally block it but i'm not going out of my way right. to make sure it's blocked right what other sites? staff what about uh uh scratch it's like yeah like yeah. that scratch, mit yeah dot yeah. edu yeah so scratch was popular because it's a teach kids how to code kind of website but it kind of fell under some bad light recently right because 
were they were kids making proxies out of it or what were they what was the story there we I just, remember we had kids that were i mean we were all about that website because you can learn how to code yeah like, yeah sweet but they were like doing like oh that five nights at freddy's game was on there all kinds of like oh rip really? off rip yeah. off games of you know blood violence stuff interesting and that but then we so then we blocked it and now we've unblocked it oh really because edgenuity uh which is like our uh curriculum platform for our virtual kids uh it does all kinds of lessons with scratch interesting hmm. so it kind of we have edgenuity again we have edgenuity but i have it blocked and i've never i've not heard so we're teaching it's like elementary kids coding and it just came up this last i guess week because you have so many elementary kids entering the coding workforce. I guess we do. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Corey, do you have a site that you want us to compare? Um, no, I mean, I think I, I think, I mean, we, we all talk, so I think we're probably, there's always random ones. We don't have the same, but I think for the, for the most part, we're all fairly close to the same, honestly. Yeah. I mean, cool. Me, Chris and, and another district, uh, well, Andy, Lightspeed, so that's the same database. I mean, obviously, you can customize the website right. however you want. But right, you guys are going to be pretty similar just because you use the same firewall. All right, Chris, what else we have? Let's talk about shirts and hoodies. We need to come up with the quote for the front of the shirt slash hoodie. And I've given a bunch of suggestions to you guys, and you hate them all. Because none of them have to do with the podcast. They're just random tech quotes. So we're really... I think we, we, we need those that listen to give us some ideas or we just banter right now and we land on one. That's not going to happen. No. Shoot us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com with your suggestion, your favorite quote from one of the episodes in the podcast, or just to make Corey irritated, a general tech quote. And uh, we'll pick a winner <laughs> and we'll announce it on one of the upcoming episodes. Um, like, yeah. go ahead. I put the tech in knology. No. That's terrible. That's horrible. That's, that's so bad. That's horrible. <laughs> My password is better than yours. See, not, this has nothing to do with our podcast. Best tech department in the Tri-County. What if you 99.9% Oh, geez. Here we go. Please email support. Making it happen. No, that's horrible. Josh, you had some. I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. Mm-hmm. See, I like that one. Yeah, I knew you would. Corey, you and I are the same person. Yeah. For is the love plug- of God, reboot. Is it plugged in? That was one of yours, Josh. Yeah. It's broke tells me nothing. Yeah, because you know, you'll get a phone call. My computer's broke. Doesn't tell me anything. But that's all we need. We need a quote for the front of the clothing. Clothing. Maybe if, we, if they give us a good, preferably something said on the podcast. And if they give us a good one, they'll get a free shirt. Yeah, we can do that. Now that we have two sponsors, I mean... Chris is buying sound boards or something. <laughs> right. So should we get to the sponsored segment? Well, yeah. So we've mentioned our new our new sponsor, PDS. Um, and they Provision. I don't and Ryan, he'll tell us I don't think he's a huge fan of PDS. Oh, really? Like, that's okay. The, okay. That's the acronym we've learned to call them around here, just because all the other companies all seem to have three letter acronyms. Everybody right. does. Right. So PDS just fit, but I think he prefers what's, ProVision. What's something cool's three letter acronym? SC.com. Well, and their company name is only something cool. Hey, I don't, we're going to get in big trouble now. I don't think we're supposed to put these two companies in one sentence. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Brian. Uh, 
<laughs> so provision uh wanted us to talk about why you shouldn't hire an e-rate consultant do you guys you you guys don't use e-rate consultants do you i did when i first took over for chris um and that happened to be the same year USAC announced the the five-year $150 per student. So I was super nervous. Like that's a bunch of money. Uh, we needed stuff done. And so I told the superintendent at the time, like, honestly, it's being, being my first time. Um, like, I feel like I would feel much more confident because I didn't want to screw something up and then cost the district hundreds of thousands of dollars because I didn't do something right. Uh, so I think for two years we used one. Um, and then Chris and I actually annually get together uh, in either my office or his office and do it now. Um, so, so that's my answer. Yeah. We, I was kind of in the same boat, Corey, we used a consultant probably three or four years and we left them. So we decided to leave them anyway, because I kind of figured it was pretty darn easy if Corey was doing it. But about the same time that we left, this consulting company tried filing to recoup some of our unspent money and they filed they went ahead and filed, I forget, it was like a 580 or 578 form or whatever. Um, they filed, but they filed the request of returned funds on the wrong 471. Sweet. And it was a it was a 471 that had been uh, tied to our Sprint cell phones. It was back when they were still paying for cell phones. And uh, it turned into a big freaking deal. Like, we were days away from the district have, needing to write a check for like $80,000 back to USAC because this consulting company filed the wrong freaking number. Um, so, so yeah, don't, don't use a consultant. Well, I, I mean, you can use a consultant if you don't, ha you know, if you're a one man shop and you don't have time for this, use a consultant. But I do know people that are using consultants that it's they're doing just as much work to get the consultant the information they need. Right. Then it would be to file a 470-471 and then a, a bearer or an SPI meth. Um, so I figured out that I think I could do this uh, and I'll just be up front. Chris helped me my first year um, quite a bit. But then also thank you the, for your honesty. The particular consultant I was using, they it used to be flat fee, then they changed the yeah. pricing model to percentage of what you would get. You were, like if they yeah. got you fifty thousand dollar e-rate like and then we were like oh we can't do that that sounds yeah. scammy yeah right i agree yeah um i i i mean i i guess 15 years i've never used the consultant i had someone teach me as well uh Mornet has always been a great resource for learning about e-rate usually they present several webinars throughout the year uh, they have e-rate people there so i mean several times over the years i have called uh, Mornet and talk to one of the E-rate. Uh, what is their, what's their main guy name? I'm Chris. Chris Schneider. Yep. yep. Yeah. He is. And he's awesome. Yeah. You can call and he'll answer the phone and answer your question. He helped, he helped me out quite a bit with this debacle that we had with our consultant. Um, yeah. He's he, the state E-rate coordinator. So he knows E-rate forward and backward. If you're, if you're in Missouri. Forever ago, there was a deal where USAC went back and they funded some previous years, like in full, the company that we had selected had gone out of business, which meant we can't do that anymore. And then the stuff that they were selling us, you couldn't get either. So we had to do a spin change on top of get proposals again, basically. So all part numbers were changing. You know, it was, it was crazy. Uh, and I, Mornet really walked me through 
how to get through that process. Yeah, Chris is a good guy, and he's got somebody Thank else you. work. He's, Are you talking about me or the other guy? No, the guy no. born it. Oh, okay. Um, he's got another guy working with him now too. I can't think of that guy's name though. But there's two of them in that office, and you're right. Actually, they had a webinar Friday that I was supposed to attend, but I got wrapped up in other stuff and couldn't attend. Um, but they do have videos available on their website about uh, filing a 470, filing a 471, and then what is it a is it a four 478 after 486. That? 486. There you go. And side note, we are planning on doing two e-rate sessions at Midwest Tech Talk. Oh, it may yeah, very well be the Mornet guys that present those sessions as well. Yeah. So don't use a consultant. You can do it. If Corey can do it, you can do it. Well, and I think I think the important thing to weigh out there is what what your fee structure is with the consultant. You know, like Corey said, ours was switching to that 10% fee. So we had we knew we were going to spend a hundred grand. We were gonna have to write this guy a check for 10 grand, which I mean before that it was we were paying him like three uh as a flat fee. So um and then I would ask for references and talk to the other school districts they reference and find out how much work those people are putting in to get the consultant the documentation that they need to file. Because I'll tell you, it's it's almost less work to just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't really like this new barometer of if Corey can do it, like um, I think it's a shirt idea. Oh, that might be a shirt um, quote. Also, yeah. like our army of listeners in the front of the shirt says, if Corey can do it, I can do it. <laughs> and it's a picture of you. And they, and they all show up to Morna or to Midwest Tech Talk. <laughs> I love it. All right. Anyways, thank you, Provision, for sponsoring Corey's that E-Rate segment. And Ryan Corey's is knowledgeable. Again. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut my laptop down. I just did. Um so we had this last week, we had three teams in our school compete in the Missouri High School uh, Cyber uh, Challenge. What is wrong with you? You're more self-gloating. No, they didn't make it to the finals. They oh. Our three teams finished 11th, 12th, and 13th. So the top 10 teams made it to the finals. Unfortunately, none of our teams did. But it was really cool. It was a capture the flag type event. They released uh, five or six new um, tasks every day. And it was it was really fun watching the kids. Uh, collaborate and get excited about that. What a brag on your son. Right. I, did I say my son anywhere in there? No, I didn't. But he was on the team that came in 11th. And, and he was the captain, blah, 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 blah. No, I don't. No, he was. Oh, yeah, he was actually. Oh, humble hey, brag. Yeah, right. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw your Instagram of him uh, playing VR on his gaming PC, which I'm all for. Teach the boys some cable management. Yeah, no, cable management doesn't exist. It's hmm. a waste of time. I bet your wife. I, mean, I you bet your are, wife. You I are, bet your wife does your bills too. No, no. <laughs> you guys are burning up my Saturday. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Twitter is coming. Oh yeah, we're gonna have a Twitter account. Yeah. I will be the main person tweeting most times. So uh, not a lot just, of good content. Wow. <laughs> what is up today? What have I done to you two? I think you're just... <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good for us. The soundboard yeah. is not good. R- R- I don't see Ryan lasting much past an episode. Right. Yeah, yeah this was it. All right. Well, if you guys have uh, topics or things you want us to discuss... Oh, my God. Corey. <laughs> right. Uh, if you have a topic you want to have us talk about, Shoot an email to k12techtalk at gmail.com. 
send us your quotes, your favorite quotes you want on you want to see on a shirt. We'll pick a winner <laughs> and send them a shirt. Uh, I'll get I'll get some better sound effects too. I hope. Uh, All right, thanks for listening. That's been an episode. Bye bye.